Dave, welcome to Fat Man Talking. How are you getting on? Not too bad, man. Not too bad. How are you? I'm good. This is the new world where we talk to strangers on Zoom for the first time. It's, it is. It's it pretty is. damn good. Yeah, I think it's the first time we've actually conversed face to face, and then was I think so. Exchanged emails, but um, it's, uh, you know, str- message on Instagram, but no, yeah, it's good. Good That's to meet it, you, man. It's, it's strange times. Well, look, I really appreciate you coming on the show. I mean, I know I know well who you are anyway, but for you know a few of the listeners who might not have come across your very very inspiring Instagram profile, would you mind giving us a little bit of rundown about who you are? Yeah, certainly. So uh, my name's Dave or Pav, as a lot of people have uh, come accustomed to calling me. Um, I'm 40 years old. I live in Newcastle upon Tyne. I think some people might pick up my accent is not full Geordie accent. I am originally from uh, Huddersfield, which is on the borders of West Yorkshire and Lancashire. Um, I lived in Newcastle since 99, so just over half my life I've, I've spent in um, in Newcastle upon Tyne. Um, and yeah, I think obviously you stumbled across me via my Instagram and obviously my Instagram, I set that up a couple of years ago just as a bit of a, as a kind of a diary really for me. I, I was a pretty big guy compared to what I am now. Um, and I just, I, I stumbled across other accounts like you know like-minded people who were kind of just using it as a as a diary um and i i set it up as a bit of a bit of fun and it, it's now kind of grown into this this monster not monster and i mean well yeah it is monster and i mean monster in the nicest term but it's it's it is it's it's become pretty uh pretty good actually i think i think it's pretty awesome i mean even for some random guy in ireland to come across you that that must be good like it's nice to know that your message is kind of coming across because I I think the first time I saw you was, it was one of the guys Steve had actually shared your post but I'd seen you shared like a good four or five times for different people and I, I kind of stumbled upon the page I was like this is a bit interesting I'm yeah. gonna follow along see what's going on I mean look myself I'm also kind of going through my own I suppose weight loss journey if you want to call it that I I kind of yeah. hate that term I'll be honest it's just more it's more I'm trying not to die and living my life along the way and you know it's all right yeah but um I mean look. From your perspective, you seem like you've come a really long way. And I find that, you know, I suppose not everyone realizes that it's not just a before and after pick. You know, there's, there's ups, there's downs, there's a pretty long journey. But one of the things that always intrigues me is in terms of, say, you getting to your heaviest point or you getting to the breaking point, yeah. what, kind of, what kind of brought you there? And then what was that breaking point that maybe spurred you on to make the life change? So I thought there was a breaking point in May 2018 and I saw a particular picture. Uh, I'm stood in my my granddad's house and for those that follow me or that don't, obviously I'll give them details afterwards, but you'll see the picture a couple of times on my profile and I'm stood at the door with my daughter in my hand. And 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 at the time you just don't, you just don't think you're that big. And like this is my big massive belly, and essentially my daughter is resting on top of, on top of my belly, holding her up at the door. And I saw this picture about two weeks after it was taken. I was like, I need to do something. And that was in when was that? That was I think that was May 2018. But then things got in the way. Amelia was only relatively young. Um, you know, it and we went away 
we went to Cambrils in Spain at the end of September. Um, and again, it was just a picture, another picture there. Again, that's another common picture on my, on my, my Instagram grid, as they call it. Yeah. Um, and a red T-shirt, shorts. And again, I've just got this massive, massive belly sticking out. And I was like, I really need to do some. What can I do? Um, and I had, I'd been following um, Jim Smith for well, probably about 18 months prior to that. And, and his, his videos always resonated with, with me. His kind of no bullshit attitude, you know, what you see is what you get. And it, it resonated with me, but it's why it, just something that just something kept coming up. I couldn't, I wanted to commit, but then I just, I just thought when I saw this picture, I was like, right, I need to commit to this. And he was just, he just released details of his latest challenge. And that was to start about three days after I got back from my holiday. So actually I signed up. I think it was two days before I, I, I left Cambrils. Yeah. I remember I got back from the bar, got the, my Wi-Fi was working in my room and I, I signed up. And, and, and the rest they say is, it's kind of his, you know, it's that, that was my, that was my starting point. That was the breaking point. That second picture was right. I need to do something. I cannot be the fat dad tr trying to keep up with my daughter. Who's going to run in rings around me in the play in like in the park or on the beach yeah. or in my own garden. I, I just did not want that to be the, the, the fat dad as it were. I think, I think that's a powerful reason if nothing else, man. And I mean, yeah. like, before you make the change and before you sign up for that challenge, then what, what what's your attitude toward fitness and food? Like, you know, one of the things I always kind of bring it back to for myself is I grew up playing sport, played rugby, yeah. played hurling, Gaelic football, and, you know, all through my life, sport was massively important. Now, I was always a big kid anyway, but the fact of the matter was sport kind of curved that. But when I got into, I suppose, university and suddenly life got in the way, work got in the way, fitness kind of fell by the wayside and it wasn't a major priority and it, it spurred in and out of my life, but I wouldn't say it was a big factor. Now for you yeah. growing up, was that so like, did you play sports? Did you have any kind of like connection yeah. to the gym that made you want to train? And then did yeah, you just lose it the same kind of way? Yeah, massively all the way through kind of high school up into college. I played um, football, played rugby until I fractured my hip in the, I think that was year seven now. Yeah. You're 10 at high school, I fractured my head playing rugby. Bad injury. Played cricket, uh, played hockey at college, mixed hockey and men's yeah. hockey. Um, and then when, it, when I went to university, it was just kind of, just fell by the wayside, just went socializing. Um, but then after I left uni, I still, I, I, I took up going to the gym, like, and doing boot camps and stuff like that. So it was all... I had the kind of the structure there in place, but looking back, it was just the nutrition, the lifestyle. So I, I would, you know, I could quite happily go to the gym five times a week and put some real effort in and come home, like not, not just going through the motions. Like I come, come home and like my top would be ringing wet. I'd be, I'd have doms the next day and stuff like that. But I was still putting on weight. I was still, I was like, what, like what's going on here? Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. And I signed up to various, diet plans from pts where they just give you a pdf and it's like chicken and broccoli and obviously you just can't adhere to that you know no one eats chicken and broccoli for seven days a week and it's it's just it's just one of those where it kind of sends you into failure and you just bury yourself in a 
kebab meat pizza on a Saturday night. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And it's so uh, I think we've so, all been there one time the, or another. Yeah. So the so the gyms and everything was there, and I've you know the, along the way before I I kind of saw that picture that like that there had been successes. So um, I did. One, well, one of my one of my friends is actually a PT, and his 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 plan was the only one that really did that. I got some success off, and it was called yeah. the elimination diet. It may sound really bizarre, but all it was it was just cutting out processed food, so everything was either grown or from an animal. Basically, there was no, but there was, but there was stuff like there was no caffeine. It was very much. Is it? I don't know. Is it paleo? I don't know if it's very much similar to that. But it was very like there was no processed foods, no dairy, no caffeine, and a lot of natural stuff. So yeah, very na- all natural stuff. And I lost how much did I lose on that? I lost, I lost four stone in three months doing that. Fair going. And I, and I was, I was, but it was healthy. I wasn't. It wasn't like I was got like. You see these people that have quite a, a relatively quick fat loss and it's or weight loss and they look ill. But yeah. I didn't. I looked all right. You know, I was like, "Wow, this is amazing. This is great." This. But what I found after that was like there was just kind of no reintroduction of food, and I, it just kind of like piled. Like I didn't pile it back on, but just slowly, slowly kind of came back on. I ruptured my ACL as well a couple of months afterwards. So my activity levels just went to zero. Yeah. Um, so that didn't help. Um, but then again, I've, I've, I always think there is a time. I, th- I think there's a place for Weight Watchers. I really do. Um, and I, I, I did Weight Watchers and I lost a stone and a half. Um, but again, what, what after, is it about Weight Watchers that kind of... I mean, at that time felt relevant, but maybe wouldn't know them. Um, like, was, was it just the community aspect? No, I didn't. I didn't do it. The community. I just did it myself via the app. Okay. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not one for going to a meeting and you know Karen telling me that I've only lost half a pound. So then, what's the appeal then? Is is it just kind of having a system to keep you accountable? A system yeah, I to follow. Yeah, so I, th- I think some people. I think some people need that accountability. I think some people need to be told um you know i'm being part of the james smith academy there's like there's for example there's twenty thousand people in the facebook group and there's people in there who kind of they, they celebrate failure as if it's kind of like oh my god well i'll just start again i'll just start again and i'm just thinking you're you're in the wrong place here you really are do you know what i mean i think yeah. i think people don't like listening to the truth but there are some people that need to be said look I really think this probably is the best avenue for you and then go to there. Do you know what I mean? But at the time I thought Weight Watchers was, I did it cause my partner was doing it. And I just thought, do you know what? It's, it's kind of, it goes hand in hand. How, um, so she lost, I lost. Um, but then again, Amelia came along and it was kind of, it, it, so it was kind of, Amelia's my daughter and it was like, all right. And, and and it just kind of just slowly crept back on, slowly crept back on. And then that's, you know, a year, year and a half after Amelia was here, that's when I, that, that picture came along and I thought, let's try this. Let's yeah. try some calorie counting. 
So like you sign up to the academy at that point, you've taken the pictures and like, are you, I suppose one of the mistakes a lot of people make is that they, they try to go full on the opposite direction to the way they're going. So was it kind of a, an easier way in taking the right steps, but as in it wasn't kind of all or nothing or how did you actually approach it? So uh, I reached out to a couple of the other academy members and said, look, this is, this is what I'm at. You know, I don't necessarily have a, a, a main goal in place. Like, and a lot of them said that's probably the best way to do it. Aim, aim for the first kilogram and repeat and just keep, keep, keep doing that. So that's what I did. Um, yes, I know James is a big advocate of not using the scales and, um, but I found that my measurements actually correlated to what I was seeing on the scale. Yeah. Um, so if, if I knew the scales was going down, I knew I could get off the scales, do my measurements and I knew, I knew that somewhere in my body, I would have lost something. And, and, that, and that was the case. And, and now I'm a daily weigher. I weigh myself daily because That's I'm interesting I'm, because I'm not attached to the number. The number doesn't, doesn't necessarily control my emotions or my behavior. I use it as a data reference. So, so for example, if I, if I have, so I passed it the other night and I knew the day after the scales would, would have gone up by about a kilo and they did. It's, it's, it, you get so, I kind of, I find it fun now. I kind of find it right. I've had this, how's this going to impact my body? Like I just, I just use it, but it's, I use an app called happy scale and it provides a moving average. So whilst you might see the daily fluctuations, you know, in a week you might fluctuate up to like three kilos. Yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll provide a moving average. It's a funny power in that though, you know, because like I would have said previously, you know, like yourself, I've gone through periods where I've lost weight, it's crept back on, I've lost it. And you know, sometimes you, you end up springing back nearly worse than you were when you started. But yeah. I mean, the scale was definitely something I had to detach myself from. Now I, I weigh myself every day too, and it's, it is a data point. It's not the be all and end all. But I yeah. suppose the way you approach it that you don't have that emotional attachment, I still have a little bit of that and it's not something... I can get rid of very fast. So how did you kind of break that down for yourself where you move from someone who's, you know, thinking, Oh God, it's the end of the world. I've eaten pasta. I'm up a kilo. My week is doomed to suddenly going, okay, I know that happens. Let's just keep going with what we're doing. Like, how do you keep yourself on that track? I think it's because of what I was seeing in the pictures, what I was seeing in the measurements. So whether, you know, I could, there might be a week where I might have put like half a kilo on, but then I'm, I'm not necessarily, not necessarily comparing myself from the last week. I'm comparing myself to like where I started from. Yeah. So it's always that kind of positive reinforcement. So yeah, I might have put half a kilo on, but looking at your pictures over the past three or four weeks, you, you're heading in the right direction. And I, and I know it's, it's easy for me to say, oh yeah, I daily weigh and it's fine, blah, blah, blah. And yes, you know, there are people might be listening to this who are just starting on the journey, but all I, all I would advise is, is that you if you are starting on your journey take measurements take pictures use clothes clothes is, is a fantastic way so if you want to kind of get away from the scales hide them give them to a partner take the batteries out for the back you know just things like that and use measurements use pictures use clothes as a as a reference and then when you feel comfortable going back to the scales 
use them. I would, you know, I, I would thoroughly recommend using them daily. I kind of, I kind of agree with you. I suppose, like, it, it's down to the fact of if you think it's going to do more damage to you, it's probably not worth your while to yeah. do it. But if no. you think you can use it as, as kind of like your friend, if anything, if, yeah. if it's going to be the thing that's going to help you, I think absolutely. And I suppose we, we all kind of approach that differently. Not everyone has the same journey, as we say. But I mean, for you, man, you've kind of gone down a, a pretty successful line now for the past, what is it, a year and a half, two years? So Yeah, so I, so I started October, yeah, um, October 2018. And if we want to kind of look at weight as the metric, the lowest I got was in August 2019. I'd lost 27 kilos. Um, so just oh, 10 months. Awesome, man. I mean, uh, what what was the clinching factor that's, that's made it stick around? Like, why have you decided now this is the lifestyle I want for myself? I think, it's, again, just looking back at old pictures and, and, you know, finding you why. You know, I don't want to be the, I don't want to be the out of breath fat dad trying to chase my daughter who's, ringing, who's running rings around me on the beach. You know, for example, so, so on Sunday we went down the beach and I was able to run around with her and she was giggling and laughing and I was thinking I was even thinking then you know even you know two years on like you know I'm glad I did what I did else I wouldn't have been able to do this so I think it's just that having in the forefront of your mind why you would why you are doing this so anytime you think that you want to relapse and a relapse is a strong word but kind of if you you feel like you don't want to do it anymore or you, you feel like you've you failed then again just have your why at the, at the forefront of your mind on, on why you want to to lose fat I, th- I think that's a really really good way of thinking about it you know i suppose when you type back to something as powerful as that you know the main reason you started chances are whatever's yeah. going on in that week be it work or family stress they're not going to seem as big a thing when it comes down to all the work you've put in over the past few months. Now, I mean, look, I feel like it's a, it's a weird time now where depending on where you're living in the world, you might not have access to a gym. You know, we don't have them here in Ireland at the moment. And you know, the whole COVID-19 situation kind of did put, I suppose, a barrier in the way for a lot of people who were trying to lose weight. So, I mean, when you faced into that first lockdown, how did you approach it and how did it actually go for you? So from, from kind of like August 2019 to well, to, to only just recently, I went, I went more kind of performance as opposed to how I looked. So yeah. I've, I've, I've probably since August 2019, I've actually put on around 10 kilos, but I'm kind of holding it better than I, I did previously. If I'd put 10 kilos back on, if you know what I mean. And, but that's just the fact that I was doing. Um, I've been doing CrossFit. Yeah. So when when we hit March, um, my CrossFit box offered equipment out for people who were paying members, to, you know, to utilize during the lockdown. So I managed to pick up a barbell, two 15k plates, and a 50 kilogram D ball. So I spent the majority of March, April, March, April. March, April, May, June was it when they back open? So every day, throwing a fifty kilogram D ball up over my shoulder. You were able to keep things running along. Just, all that just to keep, yeah, just to keep things running. I, I, I 
went out and was making sure I was hitting like 10k steps before 8 a.m. Jesus. Getting up early, just walking. Um, so yeah, just just things like that. It's just, and I enjoyed, you know, I, I really enjoyed the walks, like just getting out more in the fresh air and like, I, I don't know what it was like, you know, over the water with yourself, but it just seemed like it was just sunny and glorious every day. It was just, it was like, <laughs> I think that's one of the funniest things is actually like, you know, the UK, it's literally stone's throw away. But like we hear about E in these massive heat waves and everyone in London, like I have a few friends in London now and everyone's given out about, you know, oh, our offices are way too warm and we're sweating and it's way too warm. And we're sitting there in misery in Ireland with our two weeks of summer. Like we're <laughs> not that far away, yet somehow no. ye take all of the sun. It's absolutely just bullshit. Well, well, even, even, well, even us in Newcastle, we're generally about 10 degrees cooler in London. So when they're, you know, when their pavements are cracking at 34 degrees, we're, we're kind of like, we've got a nice coastal breeze at 24 up here, you know, do you know? So it's, it's, there is, it, it's, it is quite a, a contrast really. So, you know, for, for whatever reason, London just seems to be 10 degrees hotter than everywhere else in the UK. Ah, sure, it's theirs to suffer. At least you, at least you're enjoying it. That's the main thing. Yeah, exactly. Not, yeah. not that we're gonna have much of that the next few weeks. I mean, <laughs> since the hour went back at the weekend, I'm actually just lost. Like I'm finishing up work at half five. Suddenly it's dark. I have to go to walk in the dark, and I'm like, this is just it's madness. Gotta get up early. Get up early, mate. Like me. Yeah. So Ten. what time do you get up every day to go for your walk? Ten to five. Jesus. And what what time do you go to bed at? Um. Ten. 10, half wow. 10. Fair play. So, and so what, what's yeah. the benefit for you of getting up that early? Like, I mean, is it literally that you just know you're going to have it done or? Yeah, I can't work out in an evening. It's very rare. I just, for whatever reason, there's a, there's a, there's a kind of a mental hurdle there. That I just yeah. can very, very rarely get over. It's kind of like, I finished work. If I'm in the office and like drive home, have me see put the burn to bed and then that's 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 like kind of quiet wind down time yeah if i get up early i take the dog around the block and go to the gym get back all before amelia's up <laughs> do you know what i mean and it's done yeah so then i can help amanda by putting by taking amelia to nursery and stuff like that so it's it's kind of a window of like peace for me, so I can, you know, there's no distractions. I can, I can do what I want without having to break up or eat into my work day or, or eat into my evening. It makes sense. I think, I think it's not something we can all commit to. I mean, there's been times where oh. I've definitely done that, and I'm not making excuses. But say for me, I, I personally, like, especially with the walking, like the gym, the gym's its own thing, and you know, say. At the moment, I do the odd home workout. Uh, I was going one-to-one PT before this whole second lockdown kicked off. Yeah. But I mean, from my perspective, I, I like working out in the evening because it's kind of, that is my downtime. So after I've done a yeah. day of work, that decompression, whether it's a walk, whether it's the gym, it's kind of like yeah. just breaking up the monotony. Versus yeah, for you, I, I love that you're kind of approaching it that way where you're like, it's not eating into my day and whatever my evening is, it, it is what it is. I like that. Yeah. Now, if my alarm clock let me get up that early, it's another story. I'm not too <laughs> sure, but I mean, I think fair play. 
So like at the moment then you're, you're working out CrossFit gym, you're, you're doing your 10,000 steps a day. Like how important is that metric of 10,000 steps to you in terms of, is it a failure of a day if you got 9,800 or are you just, there's never that day. So my average, so I've set my, on my average is 12 and a half thousand. Um, and that's just because I get 12 and a half thousand a day. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not, not really anal about getting, oh, I need to hit that number. Um, Cause what I do, I look at, look at my steps, like I look at my calories. So I look at them on a weekly basis. So if I know on a weekend that I could be hitting 20 odd thousand steps, Saturday and Sunday, that means on Wednesday, I can have like a nice lazy day. Cause You're I know that cause on, on average over the seven days, I'll hit 12 and a half thousand. And that's how I worked it throughout my, my fat loss, like the, the big fat loss. I wasn't, I wasn't thinking, right, I need to hit 12, 10,000. Well, at the time it was 10,000, you know, I wasn't putting myself under that much pressure. And I see that with a lot of people because people on the start of the journey, nine times out of 10, they're probably doing five, 6,000 steps. And then all they want to suddenly do is rush up to get 10,000 because 10,000 is this magic number. And what they tend to do, if they're not used to something, you know, it impacts, you know, you get tired, you get fatigued early. So if you've gone from 6,000 to 10,000, chances are the next day you're actually going to feel that. You're going to feel knackered. You're going to feel it in your legs. You're going to feel it in your core. And I would dare say that a couple of people was like, oh, God, I'm, you know, I can't be bothered to do that a day. Or I can't be bothered to do that like two or three days in a row because I'm going to feel like this. So given what I, what I did at the time was just that, right, I'll, I'll base it on an average. I'll have a really high day at the weekend. And if I'm feeling knackered in a couple of days' time, then I'll, at least I know that I've built, it up, I've built enough fat up, as it were, in steps that I could have a nice lazy day. I think it's important. Like, as I, I mean, what's the best way I can put it? Like, the difference for me this time around, having lost, you know, a fair bit of weight in the past few months, it's down to the fact it's kind of like a lifestyle. So, you know, yeah. in everyday life, if you take the fittest person you know, no matter who it is, pro- professional footballer or, you know, Jim down the road who's just ridiculously good condition, they have lazy days. They have normal days. Yeah, like just because you're overweight, it, it doesn't mean that you can't take the foot off the pedal for a minute. You know, take a day of downtime, enjoy a day with the family, enjoy a day where, you know, you just, if you're tired, you're tired. And yep. I think by realizing that those type of days aren't failures, they're just part of life, suddenly oh. things don't seem as daunting. And I feel like that was one thing that clicked this time around where I kind of realized, wow, it, it's not just a diet. It's not a set piece of time. It's like, this is just life now. So if something gets yep. in the way, you can kind of account for that. Absolutely. Yeah, I would massively like... I call them active rest days, which what I tend to do on an active rest day is I do up at the gym, but I just make sure I get my steps. Yeah. Get out, get a fresh bit of fresh air. Don't, don't pound the pavements like you would normally do, like to go out and just have a, have a little saunter about, just take in the environment, go down the beach or, you know, just, but just make sure that you just get your steps in, you know, don't bust your balls you know, trying to do it in a certain time or do it before, you know, the shop's open or anything like that. Just 
take take your time. You'd be, you'd be amazed how many steps you can get throughout the day if you if you don't focus on it. You just say to yourself, right, I'm just going to go out, going to walk to the shop here, go there, you know, park your car a bit further away from the shop as you would normally do. You know, walk up and down every island supermarket instead of going down just one aisle where you know where the food is. You know, just just take things in. I think it does make a massive difference. I, I mean, for me anyway, I think when I, I don't always track my steps because I'm I murder for not charging my Apple Watch. I always forget to. It just yeah. it, it kind of sits there dead for at least three quarters of the week half the time. But um, from from that perspective, I, I do find it a good metric, but at the same time, I know my roots around near my house, and I think this is one I always recommend to people is, if you know how many steps are in a route around your house, like say if it's around the block or down this road and over long, yeah. if you take that, you know, all right, that's 3,000 steps in the bag. And, you know, even if you don't want to wear the watch and you know, all right, I'm going to do two loops of that and I'm going to get 6,000 steps. I'm going to move around the rest of the day. You know, it's, it's just about keeping yourself moving and actually building that into your day as opposed to necessarily hitting that number. So, yeah. you know, one of the biggest things with people trying to lose weight, I feel like numbers can be a, a massive challenge, you know, be it on the scale, be it in terms of calories, like everything becomes very numbered focused. And I think if you're not someone who can make that your friend or make something work for you like that, it yeah. definitely, it, it pays to just learn these small tips and tricks, like know the foods that have X amount of calories. And then that yeah. way, when you're eating those foods, you know roughly what your day is looking like. Same yeah, with the steps. Well, yeah, the, the, the foods is, is a good one. You know, just for recently, I, I kind of put a bit more focus on it. Like I've, I've been kind of quite casual over lockdown, and but I put a bit more focus on it from the beginning of September. Well, sorry, end of September. Yeah. When I say focus, I haven't necessarily gone back to tracking. Um, I can't. I don't think I have tracked. I've probably tracked the odd day, every, and I've I've lost nearly three kilos. But you again, know the foods that kind of like you uh, know again, the recipes yeah, you cook, and that's just down to the. I know the foods. I can eyeball the foods. Um, and strangely enough, we've used. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say a particular company, so I'll just say. Oh, Gusto. So we started using Gusto. I don't know if you get that in Ireland. We don't have it, but that's the thing Joe Wicks is on, isn't it? I don't know if it's... No, I don't think he's on was on that. Oh, he might be. I think I think he's like an associate with their... They, they're awesome. like homemade meals or something. You'd like give you the yeah, ingredients. So you, yeah, so you get the ingredients and you make your meals. So what we've, what we've done, me and my partner, we've bought... What we do is we buy it for four people, but there's, a, there's only two of us. Yeah. So what we do, we make a slightly... Because you get the calories, they're on my fitness pal. You get the calories per meal. So I have a slightly larger meal. So we we cook for four. I have a slightly larger portion. So I, I you know, I know roughly how many calories. And then the day after, I'll use it for my lunch as well. The, the whatever's left. Yeah. And it's been really good for portion control. I would I, honestly, I would thoroughly recommend either Gusto or these Hello Freshers, because they do, they, they, they control your portions. Um, we, we have stuff like that over here. I think they are really useful. I think some of the some of the things I find difficult with is, like, how is the variation of recipes available? Like, I mean, how many different meals can you choose from? Because, like, the monotony sometimes can be a disaster for me. So I think we've been doing it for four weeks now. We haven't had the same meal once. Yeah. Well. And you, that's four. So you get four meals. So Monday we make our own meals, but Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is boxed, and it comes 
well, it came today, so we've had one tonight. I'm, I'll be having it tomorrow for my lunch, the leftovers. Um, and we haven't had one same meal sent uh, yet. It's pretty awesome, man. Can't yeah. complain. Might have to look into something like that around here. I, I'm not sure if we have anything that exact match, but we definitely have stuff, you know, where you can get pre-cooked meals and all yeah. that kind of jazz. I mean, one thing I kind of, I really felt the need to ask you was lately you've been doing a lot of burpees and yeah. I'm looking at you every day and burpees are like my enemy. I hate the things. They're just, yeah. they're awful. So talk to me a little bit about that and like, what, what was the purpose behind that? Yeah, so that so I started the burpees in respect to uh, one of the challenges that well I was doing at the time. I'm not not do, not doing it anymore just because my my subscription ended with the James Smith Academy. So, um, but what I said is that right, I'll start a challenge. If I get to the certain point where my subscriptions end and I feel like I really want to continue, then I then I will. So that I thought right, what can I do? And I just thought it's, it's kind of like an eat the frog moment. I thought, right, I want to do something that I really, really, really dislike, but I want to do it daily. So then by the end, I'll, I'll feel like I've accomplished, I've really accomplished something. So I just thought it's a 12-week challenge. How many burpees can I do in 12 weeks? So then I broke it down into days. And I thought, do you know what? 140 burpees over the course of a day is doable. It would be nice, but it's doable. Uh, so that's what I did. That's what I started to do. Yeah. <laughs> so, but Man. but even though I, I, the the challenge for well the challenge for me stopped on on, on Friday, um, I've actually still been doing them because I've been seeing some pretty decent composition changes in my in my shoulders and my back and my chest. Um, cause it is a complete all body workout. It's, <laughs> it's the first couple of days when I was doing them, like I could feel it ever literally from my ankles up to my neck. I could feel it. I could, you know, I could, I could feel that all my muscles have been working. Um, and then for the past couple of days, I've been doing them in a weighted vest as well. How's so, that so how much weight is on that vest then? 10, 10 kilos. Yeah. And like, I mean, from your perspective, how do you break that down over a day then? Like you have 140 to do every day. Is yeah, it all so, in the morning? Is it during so work? What, yeah, so what I was doing, I'm not doing 140 now. And what I'm, because I'm doing them in the weight vest, and I'm not doing the challenge. What I've just said is that I will do 50 every day up until Christmas. Yeah. So, so in terms of when you were doing the challenge then? Yeah. Like how, how are you possibly, like, so you're doing, like, it, I'm finding this crazy, man. So you're doing 10,000 steps. You're doing CrossFit workouts a few times a week, and then you're also doing these burpees. So, like, yeah. where do you have time for family, work, everything else? Because, like, that to me sounds like hours. Yeah, and and that's so. So the my ten thousand, like I said, my twelve thousand steps is it, customers residual. They just happen. Like I say, I take the dog out for a walk. I go for a walk with my dinner. I'm at around ten and a half thousand after that. And then the remains just like around the house, pottering about the house. Oh, I need to go to the shops and stuff like that. And then, you know, that happens. Yeah. Um, what I was doing with the burpees when I was in the office, I was kind of doing like 75 before work, 75 when I got back from work. 
days when I was working from home or the weekend, I was kind of breaking them down a bit more. So I would do like 25 one hour, 50 another hour, you know, just, just accumulating them like that. Um, I think I did one the other day where I did, what was it? So I started at six in the morning and I did 10 every hour until Do? Yeah, 10 out, 10 out 25 every hour for 10 hours. No, it was 25 every hour for 10 hours I did. So, that, that's yeah, it's just, fair yeah, it's just, it's, but honestly, I know, it's, I know they are horrible. Like, don't get me wrong. But I'm kind of liking them at the moment because I'm seeing the impact it's having on my composition. And so and that's, only after, that's only after three weeks. So Yeah, so clearly it, it's going to pay dividends over time. So like is is compo composition a big like factor for you now? Is, is that kind of the next goal for you? Is it to improve yeah, it that is, yeah. weight kind of? Yeah, I think so. I've, I've, I've been... I've, the problem is with CrossFit is that I've, I've been picking up a lot of injuries recently. So it has been taking a bit of a back step. Um, done something to my shoulder I don't know what it is but it just keeps yeah. it keeps I, it, I'm kind of like two steps two steps forward one back and yes I know that is progress don't get us wrong but I'm, it, it's kind of like I can't do anything for a week like trying to throw your body weight above your head at pace repetitively is not agreeing with my shoulder so I've, I've taken a bit of a step back with, from CrossFit and I'm just going to kind of like a normal gym at the moment where I'm just I'm just doing um, three sessions a week, a push session, a pull session, and a, and a leg session. Um, but yeah, so now I'm, I am kind of interested in kind of going down that composition route where I'm not necessarily looking at a, a deficit amount of calories. I'm kind of looking up towards maintenance, but really pushing the gym workouts to see what I can do to, to change my composition. Yeah. It's like, I, I know that I have changed since last, since August 2019, I know I'm, I know I have. Uh, I've put on the weight. I can I can I can feel muscles where I didn't, where I couldn't before. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yes, I have. I, I, I will have put on residual fat with with doing that, but that's I'm I'm not particularly bothered because the clothes that I was wearing in August, I'm I'm still wearing now even though I'm possibly 10 kilos heavier, if that makes sense. So it's, I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm just, I'm just interested now to, to kind of go down that route. It's, it's interesting to see that shift in someone because I mean, I think one of the biggest worries for people who are losing weight is that are they going to be just trying to lose weight forever? So yeah. to see someone like you, you're, you're this far down your own journey and suddenly you're kind of shifting your goals towards that direction. It's, it's pretty awesome to see, man. I'm not going to lie. So, <laughs> I mean, for you, what's the best way to put this? For you, how are you going to measure that? I mean, like one of the things now, obviously I, I'm not your coach, I'm not your trainer, so I don't have need to have concern, but you're, you're going through a kind of period of change where you've stopped doing the academy for the moment, at least. Yeah. You're kind of switching up the way you train. Like what's, what's the measure going to be in terms of the composition? Do, does it really matter week to week? How, is it pictures? Like what's the aim there? And is, is there any kind of end goal? Yeah, I think pictures, I think I'll be using pictures 
Um, I'll still weigh, weigh myself daily. Yeah. But I think pictures, pictures have to, has to be, you know, I took some four weeks ago, I took some two weeks ago. I'll take some this weekend. I just, you know, I'm not, it's very difficult to see changes week to week to week to week. And that sometimes can be demotivating. Even for me, so far down, down, you know, down my journey as such. So I will take them once every two weeks, once every three weeks. I'm not really structured and regimented on that. I'll just think, oh, I'll take some pictures today and just see, see what I'm, see what's happening. Yeah, I've seen that, like I said, I've seen the scales go down in the past, well, since September, September 30, yeah, so almost a month. Uh, and I've seen pictures on, differences on my pictures, so I'd like to think the next set of pictures I'll, I'll see will be some form of change. You're seeing progress anyway, that's the main thing, yeah. I think. You know, I, I think tying it along those lines, that's yeah. the important thing. And even, even, even the, the weights I'm lifting, in the gym are going up. So that's always a good sign as well. Like you're getting stronger. So your muscles are going to be bigger. <laughs> and I mean, one thing, one thing I'm curious about, man, is like, obviously this is fat man talking and I suppose identity of being a bigger person kind of, it does, if, if you have it for long enough, it does tend to kind of ingrain itself in you. But yeah. I mean, are you kind of starting to identify yourself more as a person who's passionate about fitness then? Or do you still kind of, not not carry that cross as such, but I mean, do you have that little bit in the back of your head that's saying, "I don't want to go back there"? Um, I I know I won't go back there. I just know, so there's, I won't even let the thought entertain me in my head. I, I I just know I'm not going back there. Yeah, I just won't let it happen. Um, um, I don't know. At the moment, I'm kind of I'm interested to see what the, the extra calories will do and the extra performance will, will do to my body. Um, but it is definitely a, a lot more difficult for, I find it easier in, in a deficit, in a, in a big deficit, strangely enough. Like I could, I could eat five days at 1500 calories, no problem at all, not a bother. And people may, <laughs> may think I'm bonkers, but I, I do, I just find, being in a, in a quite an aggressive deficit quite easy to do once you put your mind to it like get up have a coffee two hours later pint of water two hours later pint of water have your lunch another pint of water two two hours later protein bar have your dinner another pint of water go to bed you have it down to find science then so, it, I mean, in fairness, it, it is that simplified. And I suppose the, the one barrier I, I might throw in there is so you wake up, you have your coffee, you land into work and you have 50 emails that are all stressful. And you have all these things kind of coming up throughout the day. Your boss is giving you shit. You know, yeah. maybe the stuff going on at home. How do you stick to just that? That kind of like, if you are someone who's in that aggressive deficit, how did yeah. you deal with the stressful days then? And how did you suddenly go, no? This is how I'm doing it. Nothing else is going to change that. I never, and I know a lot of people can be, but I've never been emotionally attached to food in that respect. I've never felt, oh, I've had a bad day. I'm going to smash a pizza in. So then, um, why why did you overeat? Then is it is it literally just down to not paying attention? 
I just like food. <laughs> yeah, I just I just liked food. There's there's no yeah. I can't like I didn't used to binge or anything like that. I didn't used to it was it was like Dave wanna have some cheesecake. Come another slice of cheesecake. But you've had three. Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 still hungry and I actually really like that piece of cheesecake, so I I really want some more. Like I love food. That that, that there's no emotion. <laughs> I suppose there is an emotional attachment to it that I like it, but yeah. I don't look at it and go, oh my God, I'm feeling really bad. I'm going to eat my feelings. I've, I've never felt that, that way. I just really like food. So <laughs> if I have a weekend where I really like food, then I really have to like the gym a couple of days afterwards. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it, it's as simple as that for me. But at the time, I was just eating a lot more food than I was actually you know, all the types of food. So I think when I said earlier where I was, I was going to the gym four or five times a week. I was probably having takeaways when I got back from the gym, you know, eating, you know, high calorie foods where the amount of calories I was consuming, I was in a surplus, even, even though my output was, you know, was quite high. Yeah, but thinking back, my steps would have been low as well. I had no emphasis on steps. It was literally just going to the gym, either sitting on a spinning bike, doing some weights. But to look at a step count, I'd probably be doing less than three or four thousand steps. So it's it's kind of easier to just build it into your life than it is than I yeah. suppose having to focus on the workouts, and especially when you were doing them anyway. But yeah. I mean, man, just to, just as kind of an ending point, if you if you were speaking to someone now, be it you know you when you started off or anyone who's at the start of their journey, what, what would you be recommending they do just in those first initial weeks? Um, I would like to think the majority of people now do have for a form of step counter on the phone or be on the watch. Look at your last four weeks, work out your average, and then for your first week, try increase the average by 500. And then the week after, try and increase that average by 500 and just keep building, building, building up until you are at a decent level where you think, you know what, this is, it's tiring, but I can manage it day after day after day. And then it will just, it will just be a natural progression where your steps will go higher and will go higher or, or they will be high enough to fit into your lifestyle. So as a movement, I think steps are very underrated on, on that. Um, if they're looking at a particular metric, be it inches lost or weight lost, in for your first point. So in for your first kilogram, in for your first pound, in for your first inch lost, and then repeat. Don't look too far ahead. Yes, everyone wants to lose 10 kilograms or five kilograms, etc. But focus on that short-term goal because a lot of small things build up to a big you know, a big thing. So, awesome, man. I think it's it's just an interesting one to hear. I, I mean, especially a lot of the listeners are on that journey, and I feel like it's good for them to realize, you know, it's it's not paying a thousand euro to for a certain gym plan that's going to fix it. It's not going on a meal plan. It's literally it's making these small changes. Thousands of other people have done it, and you're going to see massive benefit from it. And it's yeah, just great to see it. 
It's just, so, it is right at the beginning. Sorry, right at the beginning, it is just the small changes. The small changes have the biggest effect. And then, then it's later on, it's when you can start applying like the cherry on top of the cake, the sugar on, you know, do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, and it's you, can kinda, you can nearly build that arsenal over time. You know, you don't need the full like whack of everything at the very start. You yeah. just need to slowly but surely move in the right direction. And, and do something, you, yeah. Do something you enjoy. Don't do something because you think it's the right thing to do. I've fallen in that trap before. Like people say, I'll oh, do the couch to five k. I think I lasted three days. I was like, I was bored. It hurt my knees. Like I'm not a runner. I'm not built for running. <laughs> I'm just not. But at the time, I thought it was the the best thing to do. So do find something that you enjoy. You know, don't care what the people think. You know. Just go out, find something you enjoy, do it until you get bored of it, and then find something else. I think that sums it up perfectly, man. So look, I know I, I literally tune into your, your walks and pretty much all your Instagrams <laughs> anytime you put them up. But yeah. where can the good listeners of Fat Man Talk and find you? So I'm, well, I am on Instagram, uh, at Pavla, which is at P-A-V-L and then four A's and then an R. So Pavla. Um, so yeah, um, I'm terrible at following people back. So I d- hopefully if I do get some followers off of this, I will, that will give me the kick up the ass to, to follow people back. Honestly, I'm just, just terrible. So, but I'm, I'm, I'm also, I'm also, I'm also a big believer that you, you it, it shouldn't be like a follower for a follower, a follow, if you know what I mean. You know, you are, you control what you see on a daily basis. And that, you know, it's a big impact on your mental health. So yeah. if you're, you know, if someone comes to follow me and they don't like what they see and they unfollow me, that's fine. That, you know, that's, that, that's entirely up to them. And it's, they're, they're, they're doing that for a reason. And I, I, I do that myself, you know, I might follow someone for a couple of days if they if you don't resonate with me, if you don't stimulate me, then I I just go. It's 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 that's what social media. That's the beauty of social media. You don't have to be in airport and announce your departure. You can just go. It is the handy thing, man. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, curating that feed is massively important, and I think especially yeah. if someone's going to impact you or if someone's just not your cup of tea, it's not the end of the world. You know, exactly. it's, it's as much as you can make great connections and great friends on these things. You know, it's, it's not what it's all about. It doesn't have to be to be all and end all. So, I mean, look, if, if you don't like Pav, I, I mean, I, I won't agree with you, but at the same time, you know, <laughs> at least give him a chance and follow for a few days. And then, yeah. you know, you, you can sneak off and unfollow. You have his blessing. Yeah. <laughs> it's all the one. Dude, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, guys, make thank sure you. to follow him. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast. And look, thank you so much for listening.